production of Radio Six International. You know, you've done this long enough. You can have the line. Is this why I say hello Edinburgh? Yeah, this cake, copstick. This is where you say hello Edinburgh. Hello Edinburgh. Indeed, and more from Kate later on in the show as I sit down with the doyen of comedy and uh, play the role of Boswell as we look over what comedy is left in the final weekend of The Fringe. Before that, the team from Fringe Review are going to give us their highlights of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe Theatre Guide. So, if you're looking something for Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and a bit of Monday here at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, all that and more coming up. 30 minutes of The Fringe, bucket loads of recommendations, a ridiculously huge number of shows are all going to get mentioned, so you will find links to all of the shows. And boy, my fingers are a little bit red raw with all the typing there. Back at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. We haven't done good afternoon, good morning, good evening, so let's just sneak that in as well. How are you all doing? It is effectively now the Glastonbury of the arts world. The Edinburgh Festival Fringe is drawing to a close, but after nearly four weeks of fun and games, we still have four nights of action and adventure to enjoy. So starting off, recommendations from the theatre side, helping out Fringe Review, it's Heather Bagnall and Luke Tudball from Tasty Monster Productions. It's the final weekend of Edinburgh Fringe 2018. And we are here, and you are there listening, and we have got some wonderful recommendations, uh, great ways to finish out the Fringe. We've seen a lot this this Fringe, but there are still a few shows that I'm I'm hoping to catch before before they go away, and one of them is um is the show Old Boy. Uh, it's on through I believe Saturday, and it's in the morning, but you know it's 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 a unique story because it's it's a it's a story about grandfathers and their relationships with their grandsons and it's just really nice and refreshing to see a show about a really positive relation about positive male role models and positive male relationships yeah and it's actually on at the scottish storytelling center which is a really great venue um, and it's part of the made in scotland showcase too so that's really awesome we should definitely go and see that um actually i've picked out one that uh, i would love to see it's at the greenside venue uh, over there in nicholson square and it's called the world war one wardrobe project it is a little bit different um it's on at eleven forty in the morning and also runs till saturday yeah, that's an immersive it is an immersive show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's about experiencing uh, the World War One, you know, war effort um, through roles such as being a, you know, a Coast Guard or, or a field nurse. Um, and actually, you're able to dress up in costume and um, and sort of work through uh, some material with them during the show. And then I think you even get a photograph to take home with you. So so that's really cool. That's I like something that one a little too bit because it, it, it doesn't just focus on the role that men had in the war effort, but also the, the role that women women played, and not just outside of the war effort, not just in the factories, you know, not just the Rosie the Riveters that we know about, but some of the other really integral parts. 
And talking of the factory, our third recommendation is Warhol Bullet Karma, uh, which is a fantastic drama uh, down in the grass market at Sweet Venue. And of course, that is the story um, of Andy Warhol um, at the factory and the incidents leading up to his death at the hands of Valerie Salinas uh, with the brilliant actor Gary Roost. That's um, going to be running until Sunday, actually. Uh, so get a chance to go down there and see that if you can. It's at 11.45 in the morning. Uh, there is a show that I caught uh, early on in the run, and it only runs till um, runs till Sunday. It's called Sisterhood. And this is one that may not have been on people's radars um, because it's a, it's a really beautiful original piece of new writing about these three women uh, who are – it's the, the night before um, – before they are to be burned for being witches, but it ties the storyline into current events, and and it's just beautifully written, really gorgeously rendered, simple set, uh, simple design, but but really well executed. Uh, one that I wanted to highlight actually is um, a lovely little show. It's called Three Years, One Week, and a Lemon Drizzle. Uh, you actually get lemon drizzle cake as part of the show. So, Ooh. you know, go there and do that for sure. Um, it's at the Underbelly in Bristow Square, and it's at 2.25. Uh, this one actually runs till Monday, so if you if you want to go see it. Um, it's a really lovely story. It's a real-life story based on real events. Um, the two sisters who perform the show, it's about their relationship and how they dealt with uh, and are dealing with uh, eating disorders and other situations within their family. Uh, it's um, It's got some heartfelt drama, but it also has some really nice comedy in there too. You know, there's a show that's been on my radar and it closes on Saturday. Uh, and it's it's a show, Grace Notes. It's all about, um, it's all about redemption and, and the question of whether or not uh, people deserve a second chance you know what it, at what point do you lose uh do you lose your option for a second chance it's all about a woman who um who is con- is a convicted killer but she's also a concert pianist and she she is trying to sort of reinvent herself after after serving her time and that one's that one's at uh the space on on the mile right and that's um at three o'clock um Quickly, we also have another one that's around about that time, uh, which, you know, is a really great show, and it's called Sirens. It's actually at the Pleasance Courtyard at 3.30. Oh, that one is, uh, that's that's one of the only three shows, I was talking to the cast, and that's one of the only three shows that is a deaf access show in the entire, in the whole of the Fringe. They actually have um, deaf performers that worked with hearing performers and um, incorporate British Sign Language. And it's it's all about these sirens who they, they wash up in Hastings and realize that they can't speak because they'll, they'll lead men to their deaths. Another great show. Um, okay, so if you're looking for something that's a bit later on the, in the evening, this show is at 5.30, actually. Now, we have a lot of military veterans that we've met up through meeting our own show, which is Falkland, by the way, at Greenside, Nicholson Square, two more shows at 1.50. Um, it's called Shell Shock. Very subtle. I, I know, it. subtle. I liked right? it, yeah. Um, yeah, which is called Shell Shock. Actually, this is a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, uh, it is the story of you know being in the in the military and and ptsd and how those things can affect you um it's That's a tim brilliant marriott, isn't it it is it's, it's a brilliant solo show by tim marriott and um if you don't get 
a chance to see it just go you know if you have a chance to see it, i should say go see it it's it, it's a brilliant virtuoso performance now that one also closes on saturday so it does it's so at 5 30 and it's actually um at the army at the fringe which is uh you know the summer hall um venue it's a little bit out of town but it is definitely uh you know worth the trip out there um and just to finish up here, we've got a couple of other sort of later in the evening recommendations. And and that is the lovely and awesome uh, Gavin Robertson, who's doing a show called Greg Byron Word Show. It's a spoken word poetry show, and it's over at the that Bailey Room. Lovely. Uh, speaking of amazing, we also, as our show, have two more performances. It is the story of the Falkland Islanders during the conflict in 1982, inspired by their own stories and anecdotes. It is called Falkland, the War the World Forgot, at Greenside Nicholson Square, and at, that is at 1.50 p.m. So see if you can fit in that, as well as any of or all of these Friday other shows. Friday is Saturday, and a little bit on Sunday, and maybe even Monday. Uh, enjoy the rest of the French. Fringe Review, signing off. Fringe Review, signing off at least from the show here, fringereview.co.uk, for more interviews, reviews and features uh, to Paul and the entirety of his team who've helped out and supported the show this year at the Fringe. All my Thanks. Right then, from theatre we move over to comedy and Kate Copstick casting her eye as always around the funny bones of the Edinburgh Festival without John Fleming this year, so I've stepped in at the very end just to keep her happy. I guess, Kate, I have to pretend to be John Fleming. Oh, I miss him so much. I miss John Fleming. I miss the Grouchy Club. Oh, oh, the Fringe. It's terrible. I remember the day. Oh, I'm never doing this award ceremony again. Now, that should just... That's the methadone of John Fleming. nothing like John Fleming. And I think the whole Fringe is missing the Malcolm Hardy Awards. I've seen so many shows that I would have been recommending for the Malcolm Hardy Awards. And they've got nowhere to go. Isn't it technically that John didn't make enough trophies? He made just enough to run a certain number of years, and he's run out of them. Well, he has run out. He made ten, so there was ten years of the Malcolm Hardy Awards. But um, I I did everything I could to try and persuade him to come back this year. Uh, Because, you know, the Grouchy Club in the afternoon was always great, but the awards were, you know, they were were increasingly prestigious, you know. Increasingly, increasingly. And now they might have got around to covering them this year. Absolutely, and there, there's just no increase. It's it's stopped. But um, I was talking to John, and he said that it, he tends to do things. He'll say, "I will do this until, or I will do this for ten years, and then I'll stop." And nobody ever believes him. But he did always say he would do the Hardys for ten years, and now he has stopped. And we are we. The hardy, loving community are bereft, but we're we're ploughing on as best we can. It's a transition year. We will we'll start it out. So we're going to help everybody listening. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of the doyen of the fringe, Kate yeah. Copstick joins me now. 
Uh, hello. Welcome to the We're Not Dead This Year Club. Oh, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's lovely being not dead. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. We'll, as long as we get to the end of the show, we can die during the credits. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. That sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like a plan. Um, we've got some uh, suggestions for comedy for you to see over the last couple of days at the Fringe. They're roughly in time order, but it's week three. It's comedy. It's a bit ropey. So, as always, check the website, edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. We'll have links through to all the shows mentioned into the ticket office. Well, I think possibly the best show that I've seen is by uh, Jessie Cave, who is... She's not a stand-up comic. She's really an actress. But her show is... It's perfect. It's pretty much perfect. Uh, It's a breakup show, uh, which normally I would suggest going, you know, getting drunk, crying, and definitely not making an Edinburgh show out of it. Uh, because we all have our crosses to bear, so, you know, bog off and take your misery elsewhere. Jessie has made a thing of absolute beauty and joy and love and quite a lot of soft furnishings. And it is so funny, so kind of brutally honest, but it's not even on the S of self-pity, which is... Which makes it a refreshing change for, you know, breakup shows and and a lot of the Me Too shows that are around this year. This is beautiful and funny and as close to perfect as I've seen. Not close to perfect, but developing wonderfully well. Uh, Tina to Erner, Tea Lady and Friends. I mean, this is Afternoon Cabaret 2.30 and Frankenstein's. Just trust us and go along to this one. Next year, it may go up at do the big venues. It may jump over and go for a ticketed venue. It could go in either direction. But this is one of those shows where there is a seed here and it is going to grow. And I have no idea where, but you want to be at ground zero. Oh, how wonderful. I mean, it's I. It's interesting, the, the symbiosis of the, the free fringe and the big four fringe now. And it's changing because now you get what you get are a lot of like what Brendan Burns keeps calling the old guard of comedy. They've gone from the big four and now you fi- that's where you find them. You find them on the free fringe. Scott Puro uh, is doing a phenomenal show, just br- perfectly crafted, appalling comedy. Uh, and that's on at Boteca, which is uh, free fringe. Brendan Burns is doing his show at Boteca. There's there's wonderful stuff to be to be found there. And I think it's sad if people think that it is necessarily a progression to go from free fringe to paying fringe. It's a change, but it's not necessarily a progression because some shows are just a much better fit on the free fringe. Some shows need that big, expansive auditorium. Um, I'm going to call Carl Donnelly from last year. Carl Donnelly had always the same show that last year he just did it at the top of Bob's bus, and it was so intimate and wonderful. Oh, I, the, the top of Bob, but all those tiny venues. I think um, you ca- comedy's never better than when you can, you know, see the whites of their eyes and smell what they had for lunch. All right, what else you got on the list? I'll trade you one for one. Well, um, Al Barry is on in on the free fringe uh, at the Liquid Rooms. I think it's around about five o'clock, Mark. It's you know, when you look at what the show is, you go, well, that's just standard. You know, it's Brexit, it's Me Too, it's Trump, but. It is better than I have ever heard any of these topics. He made me laugh at Brexit material. And normally, I just get bored because everything anybody says 
has all been said before. He is, this is, this is world-class comedy. Beautifully performed, beautifully written. It's of its type. I think it also is a perfect show. I can't imagine any of that material being done better by anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Um, I'm going to treat something incredibly similar then as well. Vladimir McTavish doing 25 years of his stand-up. Not, and it's not a look back I've done 25 years at the Fringe um, or on the Scottish stand-up team, and he has. But I've never seen Paul not be at the top of his game at the Fringe, but he has found an extra gear. He's, he's become that wise old man on the circuit that everybody turns to for advice, but when you go, we just need an hour of make them laugh. Go see someone who's an old pro who never really broke through onto the big flashy TV but does it well. I think one of the, the comedy genres that it, do, it is kind of losing out because it's not fashionable is just uh, funny. Funny comedy, not with a big, no agenda, no ending. And that is, it's the hardest thing to do because you have no leeway. And the, one of the acts that does that perfectly is Raymond and Mr. Timpkins Review. They're on, they're on at the Pleasance Dome They've been going for 20 years on the live comedy circuit and this is their first show in Edinburgh. And it is it's the kind of laugh where you, you physically move. Your whole body rocks backwards and forwards and if you're not careful, you do bluter the person in front of you with your forehead. It is, it's laughter out of nothing other than some cardboard signs and some misheard song lyrics. And it is an hour of excruciatingly funny nonsense. And it's one of those shows that would struggle to translate to another medium. You've got to see this and be in there and feel the room. Oh, Dinah's radio. But, uh, it, no. <laughs> yeah, I know it would do that, Kate, but you can't actually say what it wouldn't do on the radio there either. Tell you what, we'll put a bleep in there because that's still quite a fun line. But you're right, the fringe is its own separate skill. It, it's live. It's, it's the whole thing of live um, I mean there's a um, there's a, another guy who's on at um, sort of 915 uh, around about the time Alfie Brown he's such a visceral performer and his show this year is you know very very passionate he's really grown into his comedy but he's he's so visceral it would be like it'd be like putting an animal in a cage to put him on television you're not going to get the emotional uh, kick. You're not going to get the excitement from what he does live in a room. And he's on at Monkey Barrel, free venue. Um, you're not going to get that on TV. Uh, one of the things that's interesting is the breakup show that Jesse Cave is doing, she broke up with Alfie Brown. And they're both so... They love one another so much and they both see it in their shows. And if you see both shows, you're an emotional wreck. It's extraordinary. Modern relationships, it's like that mold doesn't fit. The mold that they have at the fringe does fit. They're going to tell everybody about it because I go back to my my how to write a short story lesson. Not necessarily comedy, but James Blish from the 1970s. Who does it hurt? That's who the story is about. All you do is change the word. You know, comedy is storytelling. Who does it hurt? That's who the comedy is about. And the easiest way to do it is to hurt yourself. 
That is that's very good. I may have to write that down. You can have that one. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, say, tell you what, give me five stars for it. I'll be happy. <laughs> Actually, no. Give me four because it reads like a five. Oh, that's absolutely true. It does. What about? I'll give you. I'll give you three, and it sounds like a five. Okay, I'll quite happily if you give me one. You've got one. Yeah, one. There we go. Right, yeah. You and Spence. One. That's going on my poster that for a show that I'm not doing next year. Okay, uh, one more each to um, round off. Um, I've got a highlight. Abigail Shalman's show this year. She has been developing from free fringe and just getting more momentum behind her. And this is just steamroller stuff from someone who's again not quite the seasoned pro at the fringe. Has been here long enough to be part of the fabric, and it's like you can automatically say go and see her show because in the strength of the name. But she's found another gear this year. You know who never quite remember the title of it and I'll get it wrong and I'll be like who do I think I think I am yes yes I read I read that I haven't seen the show but she is she's somebody who's who's developing it's interesting because some people do and some people don't and I think sometimes it's to do with if you if you come to the fringe with the first show you're massively successful then sometimes that freezes you as a comic because you think oh right I've done it now but she's not she's and, and it's, it's not even that she's been... There are there are other comedians where they started at the Fringe, they've picked up an agent, they've said, oh, we want to get you on TV, and some of the edges are smoothed down and some of the, um, the, the cultural accents are just played up a little bit, and it just feels a little bit manufactured. There's nothing manufactured in this. This is just... This is me, and I'm, I'm even more me... And I think I'm finding myself now. It's, it is that sort of discovery of process of finding and there's just a wicked slice of New York humour in there as well. And that's fact, because that's what you want. You want the real thing. I mean, honesty. You, you, that is more important when you're doing it live and when you're, you're not... There's no cutaways to show a bit where you bounced your eyebrows or whatever. Um, the live... You, you can suss somebody out, especially, again, in the smaller venues when you're virtually breathing each other's air, um, you, you can sense, you can taste if somebody's for real. Your surprise of the year, overall. My surprise of the year. I sprung that one on you. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, my surprise of the year kind of was the, the, the last show I was going to recommend uh, at the Dragonfly, Free Fringe, a guy called Mark Dean Quinn. He's part of a kind of... Um, brutalist, nihilist comedy collective called Consignia. They do all kinds of crazy things. And I've seen, he's called Mark Dean Quinn. I've seen his shows before. They're always strange and wonderful and absolutely not for everybody. But his show this year is beyond anything I could imagine an Edinburgh, a show doing. Uh, I, it would just ruin everything if I told you what happened but uh, there was five of us six of us in the audience and we ended there was uh, four very young guys one older guy who was the father to one of the young guys and me now at the end of the show we ended up sitting talking for half an hour about you know how, how it had felt and what and it was just, it, I, I, it's, it, it, the, the, if, I, if I say it blows your mind, I don't really mean it blows your mind, Ewan. What I mean is, what it does to your mind is something that rhymes with suck, that I can't say here. 
it's the it's the most uh, moving, discombobulating, crazy experience I've ever had on the fringe, and I've had some, believe me. I, I know I've seen some of the reports, and I you know. We, we used to have them at an awards ceremony. They would, I know. You know. There was a 50-50 shot they would happen then, uh, but no. All right, we're going to have a link to all of those shows back on our website. Um, apart from a quick run through, how, is there anything we've missed? Well, I mean, I, it's great to see the Scottish Falsetto Sock Puppets back again for another yep. year again, continue building, because I just love the wordplay that Kev and the team gets in there. And some of the songs this year... There's just he took a year off, and I thought that, I think that's the best thing Kev did. He took a year off, built up a little bit more demand, much tighter script, much more densely packed, um, and he still does that whole thing from behind the punch and Judy. So it's audience reaction, and he's no idea what's going on. Um, just absolutely loving that, and it's the fact that you know there aren't necessarily any big TV names that have came up this year. Everything is now just a sort of the ones that the TV people just go, oh, you're not ready for a panel show. You know what? I'm quite glad of that. They're all ours. We've got them. You can't have them. I mean, one of the things that happens, I think, with people who... Because you see, when you're you're hanging around and you're looking at people who are looking for shows, they'll go, oh, I haven't heard of him, so they won't go. I haven't heard of him, so they won't go. I haven't heard of him, so they won't go. It's like a dangerous game to play because if you go and see somebody doing an hour of stand-up because you've seen them on a panel show which is scripted, which is heavily, heavily edited. And material is tested a couple of nights before as well, you know, so it's not even off the cuff. You know, all the jokes are, are there for them to pick out a bit. If you go and see that person doing uh, uh, an hour of stand-up, you're about 60% likely to be deeply disappointed. So the, 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 the chances you should take are on people you haven't heard of listen to uh, talk to other people uh, go and when people are coming out of shows just go oh they seem to have enjoyed that I'll go tomorrow it's don't don't be led by thinking somebody's good because they've been on a panel show that's not good that's packaged you've almost recreated my rule of three without knowing it oh tell me more now, listeners, of course, will, who have listened to the show for um, this year and the last 10-odd years in this podcast will know the rule three, but as we approach the end of this run and we approach the Fringe and you're looking for stuff to do in Edinburgh and any, any festival, any Fringe you go to, wherever you are in the world, it's this. Number one, somebody that you want to see or a name you recognise. That's where you do the, I've seen that person on the TV, I recognise that name from previous years. That's show number one. Okay, right. Show number two, you ask somebody you trust. So in the case here, I would go, Kate, who should I go and see? And whatever name you tell me, go. Okay. Because you trust that person's judgment, and they've said that's the one to go and see. Okay, that seems fair. And the third one? The third one would be take a chance. Yep, get a dartboard out, riffle through the pages, just shout stop and go, bang, that. I One of the greatest shows, well, a really enjoyable show I saw, I, I found because I went to the wrong venue at the right time. And I found Fox Dog Studios, who are crazy and wonderful and were actually nominated for a Malcolm Hardy Award uh, one year and the whole audience is part of the show playing on your mobile phone it's brilliant we cook sausage and beans and that is the fringe right there what you know what others love what you're going to live in the future that's why we're still doing it that's why we're not dead 
Uh, well, I, fr- frankly, a massive amount of uh, pharmaceuticals. Yes, prescription drugs not, do help. Yes, why I'm not. That's why I'm not dead, basically. Yeah. But other than that, yes, wanted to come back to the fringe every year. Keeps me alive. Keeps you alive. That means you've got to come back next year. Of course. You might, be do- you might be doing a show. One star, Kate Copstick. I've heard, no, that's it. You've said it already. I can quote you now. My fringe is made. And with that, to the end credits. Much as I would love that cliff edge to close the show, uh, many more thanks are in order. So let me just cut back in here and say thank you. First of all, of course, to Kate Copstick and to Heather Bagnall and Luke Tudbull uh, for their help today in giving us our final guide and run-up and an idea of what you can go and see in the last days of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. Thanks to Tony Curry and the team at Radio 6 International for their support to get us on the airwaves across Scotland 24-7. Music continues at radio6.com throughout the year uh, and also thanks also to the teams down in America in Nevada in um, um, Auckland New Zealand and in Taipei Taiwan who have been taking us and the audio coverage of the show as well throughout the year Fringe is going around the world uh, thanks to the team at Fringe Review as mentioned thanks to the team at Fringe Guru and iFringe.com um, with the Fringe show popping up in the iFringe application you can still download it it's got all the reviews the directions the locations the maps you can tell it I want to see something what's around me that's good the application will tell you but most of all two more thank yous thank you to everybody who's been on the show to be interviewed and telling us about their shows they're putting their heart and soul out on stage go out and support them so thank you the audience for listening to me for supporting the fringe for supporting the arts for enjoying the world of live wherever it is catch you next year From the Fringe is presented and produced by Ewan Spence and is a production of Radio 6 International, copyright 2018.